You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is our last shear of the Ramban versus the Rambam. Let's talk about Simcha. The Simcha, of course, as we are in the cusp of uh, Sukkot, just a, a day from now, the Rambam says that um, in Perik Vav of Hilchos uh, uh, Shrisas Yom Tov, he says, first of all, there is an idea of, besides Simcha, there's also an idea on Yom Tov of Oneg Yom Tov, Kavod Yom Tov. So, um, there's an idea of giving honor to the day, oneg to the day. Every Yom Tov has that as well. We learned that from a pasuk that we read on the Haftorah of Yom Kippur. So we know that besides Simcha, which we'll see is going to have to do with um, Korbanot, there's an idea of Kavod of Yom Tov as well. There's an idea of oneg of Yom Tov. So kavod would be in advance. It's not the feeling that you have during it to to get a uh, a certain release or spiritual energies going off in your head, a sense of well-being, a sense of closeness to God. There's kavod yontem. The Rambam says, and kavod means. That when before Yontav starts, a person would have to not eat on hair of Yontav. Because what sort of covenant of Yontav is if you are completely full and stuffed, and therefore Yontav is sort of like, um, uh, I don't need this night. I'm, uh, I'm full from what I ate all hair of Yontav. You didn't show Kovo to it. Kovo is all in the planning, Kovo is cleaning for Shabbos. Kavo Shabbos. It's not Oneg yet. Getting the house ready to look in a certain way when Yontav, when Shabbos starts. That's Kavod Yontav. And we learn that out from the Pasuk in Yeshaya, that there's a din of Kavod on Yontav as well. The Rambam says an amazing thing. He, he quotes a very extreme Chazal in this. If a person really sort of Treats the yontav. Hey, it's coming, okay, but I didn't really do much to to get ready for it. I didn't clean the house and get everything beautiful. I didn't, yeah. So in a way, you treated the yontav as if, yeah, okay, it's happening, all right. At least, listen, I didn't do malacha, but you did nothing in advance. The Raman says that's like a bizayon of yontav, and that's as it's as if you're part of a of of a pagan cult, as if you're part of a vodazara. He will because that's the way you show your allegiance is by what you do beforehand. The Ramam is, is, is very, very ecstatic. Well, ecstatic isn't the word. He's very emphatic that this is very crucial to have a covet yontif. Then he gets into that Yom Tov is a time of Simcha. So it's Kavod first and then Simcha. 
You need to have a simcha on Yontiv. And simcha, of course, the Rambam often says is really, uh, it's an external to create an internal. It's, a, uh, it's an external, but it's tov leiv. And hu ubanov v'ishtoi. Yomtev can't exist in a vacuum. It has to be you and your children, your wife. If you have grandchildren living with you, if you have an adopted nephew, whoever it is, a person who's an orphan who has part of your household, a slave, all of them, in a way, have to be the simcha. You have to be the source of simcha for them. Now, as he says in Hilchos Chagiga, for the at the time there's a base Mikdosh, the simple Chazal said the means bringing a carbon shlomim to be in Yerushalayim and have the great hanoah of eating a carbon, eating a carbon of eating from God's table. But the Ramam says, Yesh bechalal oisa simcha. As much as for you, the male, the adult, the breadwinner, it's as the head of the household, he brings this carbon shlomim. But included in that simcha is to take care of the others as well. It's an amazing trick that you have to do. On one hand, you are this religious-focused person. I've got the animal. I'm bringing it to Beis HaMikdosh. I'm waiting in line. The carbon shlomim is being offered. Hope I can get it done on Yontif itself. And it will hopefully be done. And I'm going to jostle and push and get the meat eaten. And we're going to eat it in, in Yerushalayim somewhere in a place that we've rented. And a place that we're allowed to stay, and everyone, and hopefully, we're going to eat this meat that we're going to realize that it was on the Mizbeach, not it, but it's, but it was slaughtered in the Beis Hamikdash, and parts of it have been gone. Parts of the same animal have been on the Mizbeach, and this is the part I'm eating. And I gave some of it to the Kohen. That's the Shlomim, the special Shlomim of the Chagiga. And you makayim your simcha, but included in that, the Rambam says, and this is very interesting, included in that simcha is is that you have to somehow, you can't just live in that rarefied air of my animal, my carbon, my Yerushalayim. You have to, the people that are part of your house, if they're with you or not, if they're with you, or even if you left them home, you've got to make sure that there's something that flowed to them as well, based on who they were. Based on who they were. Now, the Rambam is basing this on the Gemara Pesachim. But again, the Rambam codifies it in his, in, 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 in his own masterful way. Ketzad. So you give the children, based on who they are, the carbon doesn't mean much to them. Either they're with you and they get the candies that they like, the nuts, 
the unusual treat that they usually don't have, the stuff that their eyes light up on, sugar plums, fairies, right? As we know, right? The kid in a candy store, we know what it's like. Vahanoshim. Kona lehem begodim. Betachshit. They get clothes. They get some jewelry, some accoutrement. Kapimamono. Don't go crazy. But based on what you can spend, it isn't this elaborate out-of-world gift. But it's the type of thing that, that you can afford. And it's something special. What about the men? The men, the Rambam says, well, either they're, they'll, maybe they'll be part of the carbon. But if they're not, they're still men that are part of their household. What do they like? They like to eat meat and drink wine. For men, there's nothing like a good steak. There's nothing like a good drink, good wine, a good, a good port, a good uh, merlot, a good wine. There's something, a simcha, that drinking and what it does to you. Now, that's number two. So there's carbon on one level. There's husband to the wife, to the child, to other adults that are part of this household. Recognizing a certain, I guess, um, I don't know if it's a lower state, but a certain, uh, you know, a certain uh, earthiness, meat and wine. And there, then the Rambam says something very uniquely the Rambam. When he's involved in this, and he has his eating and drinking, and it's part of it is his carbon and wine, which is not part of the carbon, and the happiness that's going around, there needs to be food given either at his table or in some way sent to them to the gear, a person who's become a Jew but doesn't have that family. The Yotom, the one who lost his parents, and Almona lost her husband. There's other Haniim that are in that are in pain. And you have to search them out. And they should also benefit from what you're doing. Look at the words of the Rambab. You, you are chayev to, to make sure that they are provided for. If basically what you do is, you, you know, you, you're pretty well off. Let's say you live in a villa in Yerushalayim. Or let's say the base of Mikdash has been destroyed. And there is no Shalomim anymore. And you realize, you know, the, the poor people are going to be coming around. Let's just lock the door on them. They can't even get in. They can't even knock. We're not even going to hear them because they can't even get to the front door because we locked the chotzer. That's what he says. <laughs> if the chotzer is not locked, they can come in and knock on the door. The chotzer is the courtyard in front of the door. If the chotzer, if the chotzer is locked, they can't even knock on that. And then and then he's with his own group that he is comfortable with. He's eating and drinking. His kids are enjoying their candies and other stuff. And he's not giving any food to the Aniyam and the people who are generally carry a weight, a burden. 
They're not pleasant people to be with. <laughs> they're more nepesh, right? The minute they the minute they realize they're looking at them, they got a sob story they got to tell. And that might be one of the reasons why you don't want to be connected to them. But if that's the way it is, and you have operated in a way that, you know, you, you can sing the greatest miros in the world, you can say the best divrei you could even be in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, enjoying the carbon and feeling a sense of ruchnias. Ain't zu simchas mitzvah, not simchas mitzvah, el simchas kreisoi. It's the simcha of your stomach, the simcha of your belly. Ve'al elu nemar, zilchem kelechem oynim lachem. Their carbon that they made is is like a bread of sin. Some bread of pain and sin. Kol oichlov, whoever eats from that carbon and that house, and it's sukkahs, yeah, it's the simcha, we're in the sukkah, we're singing, it's it's beautiful, but nobody can get in because it's, it's behind your house and the chatzar is locked and there's not one ani around. And the, Kol oichlov yi ta'amu, the Bosik says. Whoever eats of that carbon, becomes tame by connection. Ki lachmom lenapshom. Because they're, everything they're eating is just for themselves. V'simcha zu kloin hilochem. The truth is it's embarrassing to them. It's, it's a blot on their, uh, on their dignity, this simcha. It's, 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 it's something that's you would consider it one of their worst moments, as the pasuk in Malachi says, "V'zireisi perish al I am going to scatter dung on your face. Perish chagechem. In other words, the chag that you have, the carbon. I, to me, it's almost like I'm thinking about the 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 fecal material inside that animal. You took the meat, which was great. I feel like I want to take the fecal material from that animal and, 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 and spread it all across your face. That's what the Novi Malachi said. That was the message he got from God of the people who closed themselves off. Um, so the, uh, that, is, that is the Rambam's ethics really coming out in a very strong way. Uh, there's the kavod beforehand, which the Rambam feels is crucial. There's also, of course, the recognition of everybody who's involved, and especially when it comes to the aniyim and the people who are more nefesh. The people, <sighs> I guess, part of it is the fact that they don't have someone to sit with on yontiv. It's not so much they don't have the food, but they also aren't with people. They, they are wallowing in their pain. That's true. Part of them might want to be to sort of like go to your house and, and, and you need to know the, the, the right way to counter that, to, to elevate them, to be positive. Maybe it's going to take a little bit of listening to their sob story as well if they're hurt. But you're going to have to use your wisdom and, and making them feel that this moment is important. And you are you. It means it means a lot, and you're not just condescending to them. 
That is a very, very big avoda of Simchas Yontav, according to the Rambam. And that takes a lot of inner uh, ability. A lot. It takes. A, you can't just. You can't manufacture that. You can't just snap your fingers and be that way. Um, the Rambam now um, deals with the machlokas that's uh, in the beginning of the second parak of Beta. Uh, we had in Dafiomi recently. What should be the way one conducts themselves in the Simcha of Yontif? So you don't have the whole day to eat or drink. Um, this is what you should do. Um, in the morning, what is the Seder? You don't get up late, Yontif morning. You get up early. Everybody, Kolaam should get up early, whether they dive in a base Knesset or the base Medrash. They're Mespaulim, a Koran Betor Binyan Ayom. The Chosen Rubetayim and go home and eat. But you know what? Ochlin, but then Ochlin will the Medrashas. Your meal could be over by 10 30. You're getting up early. You're davening. No rabbi speech. You go home, you eat. Nice meal. Go back to Shoal. And you learn, and you learn till midday. That's the Rambam's recipe. That's the Rambam's itinerary for what how a person should act on Yontif, which is to learn, to eat and learn. When it's already um, after midday, interesting, you have Mincha early on Yontif, according to that. And then you go back. And here the Rambam says you can eat if you want. But at least you spent a good part of the morning in davening and learning. Um, so now the Rambam deals with the fact that we talked about meat and wine. We know what mind can do. We know that a great wine, you could feel elevated, you can feel that it's, 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 it's elegant. But we know that what it could do, especially if a person is not developed spiritually, what it could do is it could push you. And of course, what this does, it pushes you into silliness. Your inhibitions are gone. And what it can cause you is to, to you're, you're, I guess, in, in your mind, you think that you're being very humorous. But really, it's tremendous kalus reish. Kalus reish. That's what happens when you drink and you don't realize it. If you would watch a film of yourself, you would think that you were being very witty <laughs> and you were just in a very good mood. But I'm sure, you know, again, if we would view ourselves, we would be quite ashamed. And you might say to yourself, Shakol Shiyosef is a Yarbim mitzvah. Sure. More. Bring in something else. Yeah, this is all the mitzvah. I feel so good. Boy, this is so much better than the drab rest of the year. So the more schoik, the more kalas roish, the more mitzvah it is. That's what you say to yourself. Again, the Ram is extremely knowledgeable for psychology. Shakol Shiyosef is a Yarbim mitzvah. Shashikrus, Bahashoik. Harbe, the Kalas Rosh, that's not a mitzvah. 
the fact that you're getting um, clearly more inebriated and you're, 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 you're laughing even more and everybody's in such a, just a, such a best sort of like a, a mood where their inhibitions are, are, are peeling away. Ain't no simcha. That is not simcha, despite the way you feel. Ram calls it something else. He says it's called holelus. It's called like extreme silliness, foolishness. You might laugh at it, right? You might again, you, know, you laugh at the Marx Brothers, you know, you know, but that's not simcha. Holelus vesiklus. Actually, um, there is a film that I think if somebody watches at least a couple of minutes of it. They'll understand, I mean, what this is and how you know, John Cassavetes, the, uh, the bold filmmaker, made a film called Faces. And in it, he talks about, you know, there are people that are, you would call, you know, somewhat sophisticated people who are involved in, ple- you know, just in a life of, of escape and pleasure. And, and he films them in such a brazen way. And you can, if you watch that film and you see the, you know, no music, no laugh track, it's just very straight in the face. It can make you feel, ooh, is that me? That happens to me? Is that what happens to me when I sort of like get in a inebriated mood and when I'm involved and joking around with my friends? That's so, it's so unknowable. It's so ignoble. Um, and that's what the Ramam is saying. It's simcha that what does the simcha do? Is simcha is really a, a means of serving the creator of the world? Simcha, it's simcha that in itself is a vodas. What do we say in the Tokucha? Tachas asher So you see that simcha is a voda needs to be with simcha. You didn't serve God with simcha. Simcha is avodas Hashem. Now, how could there's no avodas Hashem going on in that in that tableau of people getting just more inebriated and silly? Where's avodas Hashem? Simcha is a form of where avodas Hashem can happen. Uh, that's what the Rambam is saying. The simcha that 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 accrues on Yontev becomes a form of avodas Hashem, eating that carbon. And and what it does for you, what it's supposed to elicit, is not just a feeling of of well being, but the Ramam is now saying it's got to be avoda, because you can be over Hashem with simcha. And here the Rambam says the simcha is itself avoda. It's a simcha that avoda is part of it. And therefore, that's part of what the good feeling that you're feeling is I feel I'm being even God. Not just the mitzvah. Oh, it's a mitzvah. Drink more. It's Purim. Drink more. More you drink. Oh, every drop's a mitzvah. You actually realize how you're focused on God in your simcha. That is what's demanded. That is the simcha of every yontem.
When it comes to Sukkot, the Rambam says, so the base of Mikdash on Sukkot is a spot for a higher, even more Simcha. So the Ramon explains here the events that we know as the Beis HaShoeva. Um, it's clear from the Rambam that this is not about, although it's Beis HaShoeva, it's not really about the, the, the way the Rashi explains the Simcha. Rashi explains the special Simcha and Sukkot was connected to the mitzvah of Niso Hamayim. And Nisa Hamayim was a act that were done, a very important act, an act that was considered uh, some try to learn it, some there is a sheet just to try to learn that from the Psukim, a remez from the Psukim and Parshas Pinchas. But Simchas Pesach Shuev, according to Rashi, is connected to the special mitzvah of Nisa Hamayim that was done in, in, with the carbon Tumid every day, and therefore at night, we celebrated this incredible mitzvah. Now, why was it incredible? It was incredible, according to Rashi, because, the way I understand it, is because it was something that was Torah Shabal Peh, was something that the Tzedukim didn't agree with. Chazal instituted huge counter uh, demonstrations to, to whatever the Tzedukim were against. We know that when it came to um, the second day of Pesach, the cutting of the of the of the Omer crop, uh, and the and the creation of the mincha that was set on the second day of Pesach, was an incredibly festive event. And that we we tried to in Yiddish we say they made a trask out of it, a trask. They made a big big deal about it because they knew that Stukim were against it. And of course, the Tzdukim felt that it was not the second day of Pesach, but of course, you would bring the Korban on the day after the Shabbos in Pesach. The first Shabbos in Pesach, the next day would be the first day you bring the Korban, and of course, Shavuos would then be 49 days from there. When we knew that we were fighting for the authenticity of Teresha Balpeh, of one of those mitzvahs, we surrounded it with something special. The same thing was true with Nisach HaMayim, so beforehand, we made sure we 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 celebrated like a a a a a great celebration for this special mitzvah that we know is true, despite what the tzaddikim say, despite the fact that it doesn't have any uh, actual scriptural words in the Torah that's indicated. We know it's true because this is our tradition, and the tradition, in a sense, is the, is is our true tradition, and our simcha is really a simcha, not so much in this specific mitzvah, but it's what the mitzvah, that how this symbolizes all of our traditions, which allow the Torah to come alive for us, which allow the Torah to be something that is not just these words that can be open interpretation, but we have a solid tradition that we know it's true. And even though it seems to be tortured the way the pasta comes out, but that's how little we know, because we still have these this system of Torah Shabal Peh, which we can study and analyze and jump into, and swim in and enjoy. That's all part of the Simcha of Torah Shabalpeh and the Simcha of Simcha Space Ashaweva, which 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 glorifies how the Torah Shabalpeh brought that mitzvah to us. That is the way I understand what's behind it according to Rashi.
But the Rambam doesn't say that it's connected to the base, the, the being showave the Mayim. Right? The Rambam doesn't say that. The Rambam says that it's a simcha because of what it says in the Torah that you have a simcha of seven days in the Beis Hamikdash. The fact that that it says simcha for in front of God seven days means it must be a powerful simcha. How did how was that enacted? Erev Yom Tevrishon, a masakna b'mikdash makom l'noshim l'amala, l'noshim l'amatim. Women would be able to view it. Men would be below. We didn't want this simcha to be men and women mixing and becoming a, a social event, but they should see it. It was important for women to be there and to process it. And it would start, of course, on the first night of Cholomoed. After the Tomet Shobain Rabayim, be late in the afternoon. It's starting. So it would start on the second night of Sukkot. On the second day in the afternoon, once the carbon tumid was brought, once again Simcha was generated. And the whole night they'd be up. And what was this simcha that was happening in the base of Mikdosh? The flute. You could hear the flute sounds, all the wind instruments, the chalil. And the string instruments. And with the drums, the, the cymbals, the, right? all different styles of making music. The wind and the string and the drum. You got to be a, knowing how you got you got to be a, a a little bit of a virtuoso. It has to be something you know how to do it. So, in other words, the people that were there were the were 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 were, were, were the best. There was Van Cliburn. There was uh, Yo Yo Ma. <laughs> there was uh, Long Long. You know, you get the best ones. You would get uh, uh, Yitzchak, uh, Yitzchak, right? Yitzchak uh, Perlman, Isaac Stern, right? You get the best. Yeah. You get, um, right? The, uh, you get the best players to do that. And, and if you had a Pavarati, if you had a uh, right, if you had a Bobby McFerrin, yet somebody was able to 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 use his mouth and to use that incredible um, the, the gift of a person's mouth to to make music, he would use that. The Nicholas brothers, right? <laughs> Fred Astaire, right? The people who know how to how to right, they know how to be mis- to dance. To, to, to be mesapeach, metapeach, right? They're able to use their body to create that rhythmic sound. Right? And then you'd have this, these gesticulations and, and right? Ko echad, right? with your eyes. Ko echad, echad, kemo sheyodeya. 
and what you know how to do. You can't just be this wild bear of a thing, right? <laughs> There's a certain move, right? There's a certain move that you became an expert in, right? As you see sometimes at weddings, right? You know, when people just, you know, don't know what they're doing, it's sort of like clumsy, like a clumsy ox, right? But this is people, kamosha yodea. In other words, you have to know, everyone does what they know how to do. You have to know it. You can't just say, well, I'm just, I'll just stick my hands up and, you know, and, and shake my drink my belly you know? there's a certain a certain move that you that you've worked on there's something that you know how to do the omrem and of course it isn't just you know what comes out of you is is the words of sheer and shevach and nothing here is docha shabbos or yontif it's important but it's just this is Chazal's description. The Rambam is paraphrasing it in his own, in his own way. It says, Mitzvah And it's not just, okay, we did it. All right, yeah, okay. Was there some dancing there? Okay, what was going on? No, no. This, this is supposed to be intense. But It wasn't just everybody. I mentioned people before. The people who were part of it, the Pavaradis, the Perlmans, the... Uh, the Astaires, the Nicholas brothers, they couldn't just be people who were uh, proficient in dancing. The people that would be the show-offs would be great people. That's what we're talking about. The people who would be up there would be the greatest. Now, again, I don't know how that works, Generally, the two don't have necessarily go together. But could hey, it, could, it be, could it be euphemism that they interpret the Torah in various ways instead of uh, literally dancing? Could be. I, 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 I don't think the Rambam means that. I don't think the Rambam means that. I think the Rambam, <laughs> uh, the Rambam is being uh, is, is taking the, the description from the Talmud. Uh, okay. And, okay. And, and, the, and the Rambam is telling us that you know that the. Um, you would assume that part of, you know, you couldn't just become this, you know, this overweight guy who just sat there and learned, and, <laughs> right? You, there, some of these guys were, you know, were, were fit as a fiddle and could play the right, fiddle. Right, right. They were, they were both, right, right. They could, we're talking about, we're talking about the, the, the biggest people. They were the ones dancing. They were the ones that were they were the ones that that's the people who had the star role everyone else that's what it was the simcha was to see these people alive to see these people happy like we say as we say in our tefillas right 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 Right, but we would actually see, right? We'd actually see them not just watching, we would see the Hasidim, what we happen every Sukkot in the Beis Hamikdash in Ufnei Hashem was, was an incredible explosion of, of, of choreographed exuberance done by the greatest people. And and the fact that you you know who is that? That's the Rosh Hashiva. That's the Zokin. That's Hillel. That's 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 Baba Ben Buta. That's the Zakenim. That's that's Rabbi Lozaber of Tzadik. 
Yes, look at him. Look at that move he's making. As he says again, the simcha that you do, that you're so, you feel when you do mitzvahs, and you're taken by the love of God, it is an avoda. And it's avoda always. But on sukkahs, it's a tremendous avoda. But it's always an avoda. And on sukkahs, you need to work on it. Now the Rabbim quotes the same pasuk that he quotes in Hilchos Yontif, Hilchos Shvizas Yontif, but he quotes it in a different way. In Hilchos Shvizas Yontif, he tells you that Simcha is, Avedas Hashem is Simcha. That the Simcha that God wants is an aspect of Avedas Hashem. Now the Rambam is going to say that if you are capable of, a, you are an Oved Hashem, you are a great Oved Hashem, but you just can't bring yourself to, to, un, un, to, to disinhibit yourself in front of the people and, and lose yourself in the idea that we're in front of God on Sukkot and the Beis HaMikdosh. If you don't and you can but you say, nah, it's not for me. Nah, 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 don't drag me in the circle. He deserves to be punished. Meaning, the reason why we went into Golas is because we didn't serve God. So in par, in par, in, listen, in Hilchaz Yom he explains this Pasuk to me that you didn't understand that Avodas Hashem and Simcha go together. Your Avodas Hashem, you didn't realize the Simcha part of yourself was to get drunk and to be, you know, the guy who was just inebriated and just having a good time with the guys and plotting. And your Avodas Hashem was what you did when you woke up and you drank the coffee. No. You didn't put them together. You didn't realize Avodas Hashem needs to be besimcha, and simcha is a part of Avedas Hashem. That's the first shot in the Pesach, why we went into Golas, and why we deserve the Golas that we're in. Now the Ram has a new shot, specifically zeroed in on someone who knows what Avedas Hashem is, and even feels the ecstasy of Avedas Hashem often. But when it comes to a time when we as a people recognize each other and see each other in a public way, you said, I can't do that. Wait. You could have been Oivet Hashem with your Simcha. You could have been Oivet Hashem with your Simcha. You could have tapped into that, which is, you're right, it's basically internal, and you could have allowed it to become external. On Sukkot, you need to push yourself to make it external. And you didn't. You said, no, 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 I, I can't go that far. Even though you knew that's what it says in the Torah, and you know what Chazal interpret that to mean, very ostentatious dancing and, 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 and singing and juggling, all the type of things which, are, which cause you to say, wow. And you could have done that. But you didn't want to. 
So you could have been Oyved Hashem because you are an Oyved Hashem. You're, you're one of the Zakanim. And you could have danced. You could have hopped around. And you didn't. You're going to deserve punishment for that. Then you have somebody who says, Look, you know, uh, you know, come on, uh, I should dance. You know, look, look, look I'm, I'm the biggest retriever there is. You, you dance. Yeah, no, no, I'm going to sit there and watch you and I'll clap a little bit on the side. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, he's a good dancer, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. But you're not doing anything. You don't, you don't join. You're 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 and you're 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 sort of taking the covet to yourself. Now, it's like yeah, I, I, I'm not going to do that. And you sort of, or if you dance, you don't let loose. What you do is you you say, oh, well, I'll dance, but you know, very very. And very, very um, structured. And then, you know, okay, no, it's just a circle. Okay, you know, we're moving just like this. We're just going to hold hands and, and that's it. No, you're trying to get covered for yourself. You don't want to like let loose. You're like, you're thinking about yourself. Yeah, I, wanna, I don't want to look like I'm silly. Uh, I, I got to worry about my own COVID here. Chote v'shote. You're a sinner. And in fact, the Rambam calls you a shota. The Rambam says you're a shota. You don't understand. Like, like you think that you're acting like in this way, like, like, like the emperor has no clothes. You think you're acting like in a way that is, that is oh, very significant the way you're acting. Yes, I'm, I retain my dignity. No, the truth is you're wrong because, because of you, the, the, the simcha was toned down. Others maybe learn from you, and we consider you a shota. You don't get it. A shota is usually somebody who acts crazy, who acts weird, right? Who does weird things and doesn't care what people think. And now the Ram is calling this guy who does care what people think and wants to retain that certain amount of dignity. The Ram calls him a shota. Valzeh, he's a shaman. Shaman, in fact, the wisest person in the world, the, the anti-shota of the of the of humanity, says, "Al tishader lifnei melech." You're in front of the melech here. Here, it's lifnei Hashem alukechem. Everything's gone. The sense of hierarchy, the sense of respect, sort of like you know, formalized respectability, and come on, you there, everything. No, no, that doesn't apply here. The Torah wants what happens on sukkahs to be something so elevated that there is no room for, well, you know, I am a Rosh Hashiva and this, no. He says, If a person actually seems like he's lowering himself, it's like, like, can you, like what's going on with his body there, right? He's he's sort of like, um, you know, look, 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 look at what he's letting his body become. Who He is great and, 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 and considered honorable. He's being oved me'ava. He's forgetting about his station. He's just letting loose. He's serving with love. 
and that's what happened with David, Melech Yisrael, right? This is what, so we know that Michal was, right? Michal upbraided him, right? As we remember, what happened was, is that what happened was when David was dancing, right? In front of the Aron, David Macharker Bechol Oz Lufnei Hashem. This is the what the Vilna Gaon uses as the symbol of, of, of how we should be on Simchas Torah. David Macharker Bechol Oz, that you're Macharker, that you like, like you just keep on, like, like churning more and more and more, like, 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 like it's a, it, it's, it is a repetition of, 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 of gesticulation over and over, stronger and building. And David was wearing just an aphod. He was wearing just like a toga. He wasn't wearing royal begotten. He was dressed almost like a commoner. And there they were bringing the Aron back to Yerushalayim. It was coming back there, coming back from where it was by the Pelishtim, I'm sorry. And it came to ear David and of course, Michal saw what was happening. She looked outside the window and saw David there, and she saw being Mephazes and Macharker with Neadonai, and she felt David was what's going on with him. Ooh, even though it was with Hashem, because the Aron representing God, but Tivaz It's like, I can't believe my husband. Oh, yeah, I don't want to see it. It's like he's so, he's so, what did he do there? It's like, it's so petty. Ugh in her heart. They brought the Aron, and David, of course, brought Korbonois. The Pasuk says that Michal came to meet David afterwards, and she said, facetiously, harpy-like, it sure is a glorious day, king of all the Jews. You Revealed yourself in front of all the the servant women, right? The servant women of your people, of you, the people who are your avodim, who are under you. They were watching. They saw it just like I did. And what did they see? They saw you like revealing yourself like one of the empty people. So Chazal say part of it was that they saw him like picking up his feet and dancing, right? And she said, yeah, we knew dancing, but our feet almost never left the floor. It was like barely one foot up and barely the other foot then moved. And here you were, you could even see, I mean, some say that you could even see part of his, uh, his body, maybe even you can suspect that, uh, that you could have seen underneath his toga like a rake him, like someone empty. He says, I was in front of God. That's why, even though your father, who you are a good representative of, represented a certain amount of dignity, he chose me because of this. This type of spontaneity, this ability to, to lose your inhibitions, this is one of the reasons why I was chosen. That's why he chose me from your father. Your father got dismissed. 
And every one of them, all the other children and other people that, that had that type of attitude, he went to, he went to me from Yehuda and my feeling. And that's what, that's reason is why he made me the leader. And because I can do it, I could lose myself and, and just enjoy being in front of God. I could have been worse. I could have, in a way, been even more silly in what you call silly. And I would, would, have, would have moved, dismissed any sort of self dignity that you wanted me to have. You said, oh, those, those, those women that you talked about, oh, how, how they looked at me. No, Imam that's where I got glory out of that. That's where there was covered based on that. And the Gemara says that Michal, for her statement, she didn't have any children after that. She couldn't have children. It was considered, in a way, her, the affront to, to David and her misunderstanding of what a melech should be, of what it means to be a melech, what it means to be an Eved Hashem. So as the Rambam says, we can learn from David's statement that anybody who acts like David did at, any, at the Simcha of, 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 of Sukkot, that is greater. That is what Gedul and Kavod is, is to be able to lose yourself in front of God. That is the incredible part of, of what Simcha's uh, Sukkot can, can, can create. Rabbi Kivalevich, uh, yes. Shlomo was, not, was from Michal or from Batsheva? Shlomo was from a no, he was from Batsheva. So interesting that Batsheva was kind of disrobing. Was she disrobing in private, and he was kind of disrobing in the, in the, in his death? All right, I guess I guess you could say she he more saw kind of, like she was more maybe more. That's right. You could say. Right, what you're saying. There's a certain lack. There's a certain lack of inhibition that Batsheva showed, and um, there, there's a positive in it. That right, you know, the positive in it is not you're not restrained and you're not into yourself. Right. Um, I want to end here tonight with the Rambam's words in Mernavuchim about Sukkah specifically as well. This is from the Friedlander translation. Um, he says that Feast of Tabernacles, let's say Sukkot, which is a feast of rejoicing and gladness is kept seven days. We talked about this, that you need seven days. Um, he quotes Aristotle that it's a general custom among nations to um, have a, a, uh, a, a feast during the time of the autumn when you've gathered in your labors. In ancient times, the sacrifices and assemblies of the people took place after the gathering of the corn and the fruit, as if the sacrifices were offered on account of the harvest. Another reason, 
so one thing that Rambam is telling us that they were used to it. This was something that all organized religions had a yontif, a harvest yontif. Another reason is this in the season is possible to dwell in sukkahs. There's no heat or troublesome rain, especially, you know, it's a very temperate time. So God specifically chose this time for whatever reason he had to, to, to uh, glorify and for us to remember the, the desert experience. As he says, it perpetuates the memory, the miracles wrought in the wilderness. The moral lessons derived from these feasts is this. Man ought to remember his evil days and his days of prosperity. He will therefore be induced to thank God repeatedly to lead a modest and humble life. And on Sukkot, we dwell in tabernacles as inhabitants of desert do that are in want of comfort. We shall remember that this has once been our condition. Although we dwell now in elegant houses in the best and most fertile land by the kindness of God and because of his promises to our forefathers. Once again, you can see that this is part of what informs what he says in Hilchoshvizas Yontav. If part of what we're doing is not just remembering the miracle, but remembering how bad we had it and remembering that even though now we're having it good, remember where we came from, it makes sense that we need, we need to include the people among us who are poor and, uh, and, and, and in needy. That's the whole point of Sukkot, in a way, is to remember where we were, remember what, our, what the travails we had. He then says that, he says, whatever good we have received and ever will, is owing to the merits of the Ovos, who kept the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. So that's another idea of why all the Yom Tovim are meant to recognize, the Rambam says in Marnebuchim, to recognize the Schus of Ovos and how great they were. The reason why we have Shmini Atzeris, the Rambam says, is because even though the lesson was great to go out to the sukkah, there's still the discomfort of the sukkah that therefore we go back in the house on Shemini Atzeris to complete the simcha. Because even though it's a good lesson and there's a good idea behind it, it's still, there's still bugs, there's still, uh, still heat sometimes that, that you're not going to have in your house. There's still a comfort that you need in order to really have the simcha complete. That's why you have Shemini Atzeris. Why is it that you bring the four species? He said, well, look, um, everybody knows Chazal about why it's these four. Um, a palm tree, a citron, a myrtle. He says, uh, Chazal, give a reason. The method of which is well known to those who are acquainted with the style of our sages. And they say each one represents a different type of person. But he says they're using the text here. The Rambam is giving you his his take on all these interpretations of the Dawid Minim. They use the text of the Torah only as a kind of poetical language for their own ideas. They don't intend to give an interpretation of the text. 
Um, now, these midrashic interpretations, even there's a debate about what they mean. Some think the medrash contains the real explanation of the text. But, right? Um, and he gets into this whole discussion here about when we have Chazal, as they do, if you take a look in Bayikra Rabbah about the Dalad Minim, there's pages upon pages about what the symbolism of these four are. And the Rambam gets into all aside here in Mernavuchim about how Chazal make drushes. Um And he says, many of them are just a drush and have nothing to do with the real pshat of it. It's a beautiful phrase to teach a moral lesson, but that's all it is. And therefore, he doesn't care that what he's about to say is not found in the Medrash because he believes the Midrashim were taking the Dawid Minim and coming up with ideas behind them as a way to basically encourage other moral lessons, which are not the inherent moral lesson behind Sukkot or behind the Dawid Minim. And this is the Rambam's opinion about Chazal here. Therefore, he's going to say what he thinks is the real reason behind it. I believe that the four species are a symbolical expression of our rejoicing that the Bnei Yisrael changed the wilderness from the wilderness, which was no seed, no figs, no vines, no water. They changed and they were able to enter a country that was full of fruit trees and rivers. It's really about going into Eretz Yisrael. That's what it's about. So it's interesting, although the sitting in the sukkah, according to the Rambam, is about remembering the desert trek, remembering that it was difficult. It's supposed to inspire in us a, a connection to those who don't have, to remember when we didn't have. But the Dawid Minim is the next part, is leaving the desert and going into Eretz Yisrael. In order to remember this, we take the fruit which is the most pleasant of the fruit of the land, branches which smell the best, the most beautiful leaves, and the best of the herbs, the willows of the brook. Now, so it reminds us of Eretz Yisrael. It reminds us of the way that, 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 that the people eventually got Eretz Yisrael. Now, you'll say, why these four? So first of all, there were many of them in Eretz Yisrael, and you can get them. The Rambam didn't, says that God didn't want to command things that maybe are even more you know, symbolic of Eretz Yisrael, but it would be hard for the Jewish people to get them because they're so expensive, you can't find them. The second thing is they look good, right? They're green. They have a certain sense of beauty in their greenness or becoming green, becoming yellow. They also smell very nice. And practically, God knew he created them that they can keep fresh, even though many people, you have to go to put them in the refrigerator. Most of that, they're not, it's not like a, 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 a type of flower that's going to go bad after a day. They keep fresh and green for seven days. A peach doesn't. A pomegranate doesn't. Asparagus and nuts I guess nuts might, but I'm not sure why. But so therefore, for a practical reason, they 
they represent Eretz Yisrael, they represent going into Eretz Yisrael, but they also were plentiful. Right? So here we have the Rambam, very, very practical here, um, you know, um, almost cold. And you can see the difference here between his Moran Avuchim description. He doesn't try really, even in, in, in Mishnah Torah, to explain the beauty of the Lulav and Esrit and what it's about. That's not his purpose. But the, the type of description of Simcha um, that, he, that, he, that, he, that he gives us about Yontav and Sukkot in general, I think is tempered a little bit by his Sukkot description here, where he is um, grounding us in and, and having the, the, the uh, understanding of you know, where we've been and to recognize and have Akar Satov and to also realize that um, what the Dalad Minim are and, um, and how, how much they represent that incredible gift that we had, which was having our land and having Eretz Yisrael. That's why I think it's so important that you know, when we take the Dalad Minim, that as much as you know, we sort of you know, to, to view as sort of a transport, transporting ourselves to Eretz Yisrael according to the Rambam. Um, and, and perhaps just to combine these two together, it could be, you know, that's why the mitzvah was to take the Dawid Minim and the Beis HaMikdosh to take them every all, all, all seven days. The Rambam actually says it means all Yerushalayim. So not just in the Beis HaMikdosh. And that's why there are many people that are mocked based on the Rambam to, to take their Dawid Minim um, in Yerushalayim and, and to go to the Kotel or uh, in the old city and to be Makayim a mitzvah from the Torah of all seven days of the Simachtem of Nehashem Alekeichem. With those Dawid Minim, and I guess for today, you would be realizing that we have Yerushalayim, that these Dawid Minim, which represent how we left the desert and how we came and had this. And of course, it isn't just being in the farms, it's actually being able to take it to Yerushalayim itself, to the Mokama Mikdosh. And that is the, you know, the, 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 the great simcha, the simcha of, of, of having our own land when we had nothing, but also realizing that that land contains and is the epicenter of spirituality of the whole world. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.